Welcome to the Weight Loss for South Asian Women Professionals podcast. I'm your host, certified life and weight loss coach and physician, Dr. Amruti Chowdhury, MBBS. I lost over 92 pounds using the mind management tools I teach. In this podcast, you will learn how to lose weight for the last time by taking control of your mind. Once you deal with the mental weight, the physical weight will be much easier to release. If you're ready for a fresh new perspective on weight loss, you're in the right place. Hello friends, welcome to podcast six. So today we're going to be talking about hunger, but as we do every week, I'm going to tell you a little bit about what's going on in my life and then get started. So this week it's been a bit colder actually, and we've actually had the heating on in June. I was like, what? It's like, in my head, meant to be really nice and warm in June, but we've actually had the heating on. So it's been a bit of a different week this week. It's been really fun watching my kids read. So I've had some really fun mummy moments watching my five-year-old fluently read most storybooks, which is so fun to see. And my three-year-old, he's being able to kind of break down words and read simple words. So it's really fun to kind of watch them. And I love being able to spend some time with them and watch them grow. So I had a major proud mummy moment when my five-year-old son, Vivan, made this superhero gadget. And it was a superhero gadget that when you actually press the button, it gave you superhero powers. So he asked me to press the button and I pressed the button a few times and it didn't give me the power. Then he said to me, stop, mummy. I said, oh, what's going on? He said, it's not working because you don't believe you can do it. You need to believe you can do it and then press the button and you will do it, mummy. I just stopped in my tracks. I was like shocked. I was thinking all this coaching that I, you know, continue to offer him every single day is actually rubbing off on him. So I pressed the button and I believed that I had the superpower. And guess what? I got the superpower. So my superpower is inspiring all of you lovely ladies who look up to me for inspiration and guidance. And this is kind of my superpower, teaching you how to manage your mind and how to lose weight for good. And so from that, I'm bringing you this podcast today. I am in my superpower and I'm bringing it to you today. So when I told Vivan this, he was like cheering, cheering me on. So <laughs> this one's for you, my baby. <laughs> so we've got such a fun topic today, hunger. Okay, so when I looked up the definition of hunger, I found two things. One was hunger is a compelling need or desire for food. And another was hunger is the feeling you have when you need to eat. Most of my one-to-one and group coaching clients worry about feeling hungry. So in our society, we get taught that if you feel hungry, your metabolism's going to drop and then you're gonna wreck your metabolism and you won't ever be able to lose weight again and then you'll gain weight. And it's so interesting because what we do is we try to avoid hunger. So we overeat because we're actually afraid of the hunger and then we end up gaining weight. So even when I was obese, I was still afraid of hunger because I had it drummed into me for decades that hunger would lower my metabolism and I'd wreck it for life. But the truth is that 
when I'm feeling a bit hungry, this is when my body would kind of signal that I, that it would like some fuel. And when I didn't eat straight away, it would tap into the fat stores on my body as fuel. So a bit of hunger is actually necessary and needed in the weight loss journey because hunger is a normal part of being human. So I'm not saying like starving yourself, no way to that level at all. But a bit of hunger is okay and it's necessary. So it's a normal sensation in our body. It's a normal human sensation, hunger. Most people struggle with hunger for themselves. So they pack things like snacks just in case. And at the first twinge of hunger, they eat the snack because they fear being hungry. Is that you? I know it was me. I used to take things with me all the time just in case. Especially when I was breastfeeding because I was like, oh, well, I'm going to need it because I'm breastfeeding. And that may be the case to a certain level, but I think I used it as an excuse. I think I used it to eat the snack even when I wasn't hungry because I I would fear being hungry. So what people often do is they may even eat it before they're hungry to prevent the hunger coming on in the first place. So we often do the same thing with our kids. So most of us give our kids way too many snacks and often give them food as a treat or to calm them down or to kind of, you know, ensure that they're behaving well. And I really try not to do this with my kids because it just feeds into the, I'm eating food for other reasons than hunger. And then they decide to eat when they're not hungry. And it's basically like what we're doing is we are portraying our fear of hunger onto our kids. So guys, it's okay for your children to feel a bit of hunger. It's kind of a normal human experience. Now, I'm not saying to starve your kids by any means, no way. But I'm just saying if they occasionally feel a bit of hunger in between meals, that's actually normal. So I noticed that with my three-year-old, when we were giving him three to four meals a day instead of the what we used to do, the three meals plus the three snacks plus the, plus the milk before bed. So when we actually halved the amount of times that he was actually consuming food or drink, he was eating to fullness at each meal and was actually eating properly. But otherwise, when we were doing the, you know, three meals plus three snacks plus, you know, milk before bed, it was like a huge faff to feed him because it felt like we were feeding him all the time and he wasn't hungry. And kind of before coaching, I used to kind of think that, you know, I needed to feed them multiple times a day. But actually, what they're like, they're just like us. Sometimes they're just not hungry. Because like, sometimes we're just not hungry, right? And it's okay for them to eat a little bit less. And it's okay for them to occasionally feel a bit of hunger. So the same thing applies with us. When we are okay with a bit of hunger and not rushing to overcome it and and eat just to kind of stop that hunger from being there, then it takes the kind of power that hunger has over you out of the picture. And the more you're kind of willing to experience that little bit of hunger, the more you realize that it may be a tiny bit uncomfortable because I'm not used to kind of feeling this, because I'm always eating these snacks to decrease the chance of me feeling hungry. 
but really the hunger doesn't harm me it's actually a normal part of the human experience now i just want to ask you when was the last time you were actually hungry when i asked myself that question before i started coaching it was very rarely i don't think i could remember the last time i was hungry because i was that person who would always overeat at my last meal and i would always say things like oh well i'm not going to eat until this time so i might as well eat a bit more now as if i was preparing for not feeling hungry as if i was overeating on purpose so that i wouldn't feel hungry right so is that you when was the last time you really felt hungry and what does hunger feel like in your body so this brings me on to the two different types of hunger so there's two different types of hunger that you may experience one is physical hunger and one is emotional hunger so what's the difference between the two you may be asking i will tell you so physical hunger is a sensation in our body that we feel which starts in our body and then travels up towards the brain whereas emotional hunger is different it starts off with a thought in the brain that then produces a vibration that goes down into the body so that's how it's different emotional hunger feels urgent like you need to eat there and then and it may be directly after a stressful incident or a little while after some sort of emotional incident or it may be part of a habit that you have for example when a lot of my clients are bored when they're watching tv in the evenings they tend to eat or they tend to get a glass of wine after their kids have gone to sleep because they feel that they deserve it after a tough day so whenever you are consuming any food or drink other than water you have to ask yourself is this because i'm actually physically hungry or is it because i am actually giving in to emotional hunger so i'll give you an example one of my clients is a doctor and this week when i was coaching her she had a disagreement with a work colleague about patient management and she was feeling angry so she automatically wanted to eat to get rid of that anger So even though she was sticking to her protocol for the few months prior her primitive brain remember that animal part of her brain which wants her to seek pleasure avoid pain and stay how she is even though she had been sticking to her protocol for the last few months in that moment her primitive brain wanted her to escape from that intense emotion that she was feeling by eating food to numb it out but that's what it actually does it doesn't make it better it just dulls it out a bit it numbs it out a bit it gets that edge off that emotion that pain that you're feeling in that moment and what i want you to think about is what you do you get better at doing so if you think about it 
If you eat because of emotional hunger or emotional reasons, you get better at doing the same thing. Because remember, your primitive brain likes to do the seek pleasure, avoid pain and stay how you are. When you are staying how you are and doing the same thing, it likes it because it's efficient and your primitive brain likes efficiency. So the same thing, if you're giving in to your urges to eat something that's off your protocol, then you get better at giving in to those urges. So I'm just going to say it again, what you do, you get better at doing. So kind of a bit different to that is if you feel a bit of hunger and you don't rush to overeat, then, especially how I teach my my clients to become fat adapted, which is something I'll be teaching you in a future podcast, what happens is you find it easier to be flexible with your eating. Because when you're fat adapted, the hunger isn't as strong. It's just a kind of wave of hunger and then it goes away. So that's how you can tell if it's physical hunger as opposed to emotional hunger. Physical hunger feels like a wave of hunger. It's not as urgent. And it feels like if you don't eat, then it's not the end of the world because your body will just access your fat stores in that moment. And that's much easier when you are fat adapted, which I'll be explaining in a future podcast. So going back to my client who wanted to eat to numb that emotion, the underlying anger was actually still there after she overate the food off her protocol. So all it does in the moment, whenever you're eating that food to get away from that emotion, all it's doing is it's numbing it out for that time being. And the reason why we keep doing it, if we are, if you are an emotional overeater, which is the majority of us, what tends to happen is it does feel better in the moment. The negative emotion has been dulled out, but there's always a net negative. There's always the net negative of feeling bad about it afterwards, gaining weight, feeling sluggish, feeling tired, and showing your brain that this is how you deal with it so it just gets better at doing the same thing. So a question that you can ask yourself when you're assessing hunger. So every time you've put food in your mouth, I want you to ask yourself, am I hungry? Then I want you to ask yourself, is this actual physical hunger or is this emotional hunger? So try and describe that hunger. It, does it feel urgent? Does it feel like I have to eat there and then? Otherwise I'm going to you know, pass out. Or does it feel like if I don't eat, then it's not the end of the world and my body will access my fat stores. What I want to ask you is, would you be willing to stop three to four spoons before you're full? And the reason for that is I'm going to be talking about it in the next podcast, which is the hunger hormones. And sometimes it takes a while for your hunger hormones to catch up. And so by the time your hunger hormones catch up, if you're overeating then you may be overfull. So would you be willing to stop three to four spoons before you're actually full? And another way to kind of determine how hungry you actually are is something called the hunger scale. 
So this is something that I teach my clients that I will be teaching on this podcast so that you can start assessing how hungry you really are. So if you think about the hunger scale as a scale between minus 10 all the way to zero, all the way to plus 10, like as a straight line, then the minus side is the hunger side. Zero is in the middle, so you're neither hungry nor full. And the plus side is the fullness side. So if you think about it, minus 10 is when you're so hungry, you're so hungry that you could eat your arm off. That's how hungry you are. And plus 10 is, say, after Diwali or Eid or Christmas, when you've like eaten so much that you're full all the way up to your neck. That's like plus 10 on the hunger scale. And zero is in the middle where you're neither hungry nor full. So what I want you to, to start doing is I want you to start being aware of what the different numbers on the hunger scale mean. So what I teach my clients is to start eating when they're at a minus two on the hunger scale. So that's when they start getting a, a whiff of hunger. That's when they're kind of like, when they think about eating. And to stop eating when they are at a plus two on the hunger scale. So what does a plus two on the hunger scale mean? So it's different for different people. And different people get different signals when they're at a plus two on the hunger scale. But plus two is when you are no longer hungry anymore and you could do any form of kind of intense exercise after you've eaten to a plus two. So this may be doing an aerobics workout. This may be doing some Surya Namaskar in your yoga practice. This may be going for a run around the block. So if you ask yourself, have I eaten enough to a plus two on the hunger scale, you would be able to do these exercises after you'd eaten. And that's when you would know that actually I've eaten to fullness. So what signals would you get when you're hungry at a, at a minus two and when you're full? So some of the signals that my clients get when they're hungry, they get growling in their stomach, they get a little bit of mouth watering, they may feel a little bit like their concentration is going a little bit, they may feel a little bit tired. I know for me I feel a little emptiness in my tummy and I start feeling like I'm losing a bit of concentration and that's when I know that I'm hungry. That's where, what my minus two is on the hunger scale. And so how about on the other side? So when you are full at a plus two on the hunger scale, what does that feel like for you? So for me, it feels like my tummy is actually full now. It feels like I feel comfortably full. It feels like I sometimes like take a bit of a sigh and I'm like, oh, okay, I'm done. And if I eat any more than that, like say if I've still got food on my plate or I don't want to waste the food that I've ordered at the restaurant or I've paid for a buffet and I want to make the most of it, then that, if I continue to eat past that, then that's usually emotional. So 
what I want you to start doing is being aware of this hunger scale and being aware of would I be able to tap into my own signals because your signals will be completely different from someone else's. And the main thing is allowing for you to actually feel that little bit of hunger and being okay with that little bit of hunger. Now, I'm talking about this for people who don't have eating disorders. And if you do have an eating disorder, then this doesn't apply to you. And you would need to see a doctor, a physician about this, or a therapist with regards to this. Now, I know that I am a medical doctor, but when I am offering coaching, then this I don't I don't practice my medical practice in this basically and so you would need to seek medical advice before deciding to take this on. So the hunger scale is something that will take a lot of practice. So it's something that would I would ask you to do for a minimum of kind of a month or so to start asking yourself Am I, am I kind of starting to get to grips with this feeling in my body? Am I starting to actually feel what hunger feels like in my body? Am I okay with that tiny bit of hunger? Am I eating when I am not hungry? Am I eating when I'm stressed? Am I eating when I'm tired? Am I eating because I feel like I deserve it after the kids have gone to bed? And then being okay with eating to a plus two on the hunger scale and knowing what a plus two feels like for you. So what I would urge you to do this week is to really tap into your body and understand for yourself what it feels like to experience that little bit of hunger and what it feels like to, to stop eating at a plus two on the hunger scale. And next week, what I'm going to be talking about is over hunger and I'm going to be talking a little bit about the hunger hormones and how to decrease hunger basically so tune in definitely for that that episode next week so I hope you found this useful as you know you can find some more free resources at my website www.amrutycoaching.com and if you'd like some more help with this I am currently accepting one-to-one clients and you can email me at amruti at amruticoaching.com to book a free consult to find out what you're struggling with, what you'd like to achieve and whether coaching may be able to help you. So if you're interested in diving in deep and losing weight for good by managing your mind, then get in touch. Okay, I will see you lovely ladies next week. Take care. Bye-bye. For more free resources and for information on how to work with me, visit www.amruticoaching.com.